What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Today, we're talking NBA free agency. All right, so when we say NBA free agency, I don't think I really knew what I was doing when I started going through and saying, let's go through all the signings, because I started writing them down, and I met like 50 and I excluded some of the, like really minor contracts that I really don't think are very impactful. And there's a lot of them, but I guess we'll go through and just not drag on as best we can so we can get through all of these in a reasonable amount of time. I think the easiest way is we're going to go down the list of ex- of the big extensions that were made. There were a lot of re-signings and extensions this soft season. And then we'll just work our way through all the other trades and signings that took place for each team. Uh, Like, for example, we'll knock out the Bulls, Knicks, and Lakers all at once instead of having to go at them one at a time. Because they they sign a whole bunch of people. But we'll just go down the list and see how we get there. So, starting off, um, one of the biggest extensions of the summer was Luka Doncic going back to the Dallas Mavericks for a five-year 207 million dollar contract other signings that the mavericks did they re-signed boban marjanovic for a year or two i don't know what the terms were they re-signed tim hardway jr i believe to a four-year deal somewhere this is the problem i have these things listed out but there's just so many deals for all of them so they signed Tim Hardaway Jr. to a four-year, $72 million extension, which is a nice chunk of change for him. He was pretty damn important to that team. Um, next, Probably the most next important player besides Porzingis to the Mavericks. And I think one of the low-key signings for them was Reggie Bullock, who is a 3-and-D high-earned G three-point specialist, who I think gets slept on quite a bit. Uh, I, th- I think he did really good. I believe he was with the Knicks last year, so loss for them, but we'll get to the Knicks later. But Mavs made some decent signings. They locked up Luka, but what remains to be seen will be what they do, if anything, with Porzingis because there's a lot of to- trade chatter around him right now, and as the second-best player and most important player on that team who they all of a sudden seem very willing to part with. Um, This could be a very interesting year for the Mavericks if nothing happens. Do you think they're going to trade Porzingis, or do you think they can give him another shot? I think they trade him. He's more valuable as trade trade, um, capital, or whatever you want to call it. As asset. Yeah, he's an asset. I agree. Asset, whatever. But it's just he's more valuable as that than he is a player because he's a he hasn't been he's been hurt a lot yeah he hasn't been on the court enough to say like otherwise but at the end of the day he's still a 20 and 10 player who can spread the floor he's still young there's there's potential there that someone is going to be willing to pay for so if the Mavs aren't willing to do it I'm sure they'll have no problem finding someone else who is so that's yeah the, he could he could help them find somebody that could help help more than he has so yeah he's not quite living up to that number two that he needs to be for Luca to get the Mavericks past the second round but yeah he has, hasn't been that so still a very young team 
plenty more for them to go. Moving on, let's go ahead and take care of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kevin Durant signed a four-year, $198 million extension. And I'm not really too surprised here. He's alongside Kyrie and Harden, who I think they it came out not too long ago that they're both working on extensions there as well. So the Nets intend on keeping that core of players together as long as possible. It's going to be hard to see them not win a championship because not only did they re-sign Durant, but they also signed Patty Mills to, I believe, a two-year contract. Uh, yeah, two years, $12 million to the Nets, which I think is just a crazy good signing. I was hoping the Lakers were going to get him because they could have really used someone like that, but he went to the Nets instead. And they also re-signed Blake Griffin. So they're keeping... A, oh, and Bruce Brown. They re-signed Bruce Brown as well. So they're really keeping the core of the team together as much as possible. The only thing they really gave up was like Jeff Green and um, Landry Shamit, But getting... Patty Mills is a huge pickup and I I it's hard for me to pick against the Nets as the favorites this year. Yeah, Patty Mills was I think a part of Team France, was he not? I believe so, yes. So good for him for making a deal while he's in the Olympics. Ricky and Rubio should have done that. Ricky Rubio went off in the Olympics. He dropped like a thirty eight point game on the on Team USA. They lost, but he still did it. Yeah. Uh, but that Patty Mills deal, I think, is going to be one of the, what would you say, the it's one of the best most, people. like, under the radar will pay out the most kind of deals? I mean, it's just, you're just adding another quality player. And because and the Nets dealt with a lot of injuries, last season it's what lost them the playoffs to milwaukee not being able to play Kyrie irving and then having a shell of what harden is playing and they still push him uh quite a bit uh yeah but it's just more depth which is a team with the expensive core quite like that you know that they're going to be lacking but no they're fine they're cruising um again it would have been a huge signing for the Lakers as well. So it's no surprise that both of those teams both wanted to services and he ended up going to the Nets on twelve on $6 million a year, which I think it's, is an absolute steal. So he'll probably get a championship and the Sixers will be happy to pay him at that price. Um, we'll see. Next, uh, there was reports that Kawhi Leonard has chosen to stay with the Clippers. I'm assuming, I mean, obviously it's going to be a max deal. He's coming off the ACL injury, probably won't play next season. If he does, I I, just, I don't see it happening, coming off the ACL injury. So the Clippers will have to take a step back for the season, but they'll be plenty happy to get another three years of prime Kawhi Leonard. So that's that. He'll, he'll sign whatever their max deal is for him. But the Clippers also made a very big signing in retaining Reggie Jackson on a two-year, $22 million deal. He was just huge for this team in the playoffs. He absolutely performed. He was doing everything that Detroit wanted him to do when he signed a four-year deal um, from them way back in the day. So it's happy to see he finally found his role on a team that he's able to compete on. And at a million, $11 million a year, I think that's pretty dang good value for the flippers at least it's paying off for somebody yeah sorry buddy detroit just doesn't get the 
good end of shit like that. Story of my life. Uh, Nick Nick Batum also signed to the Clippers two years. Wow, uh, game changing. Not really. Who cares? I probably didn't need to include that. Um, but under but he did start for them, so he's a utility player who can find a spot, but not the key to them winning the championship. Um, all right. I next I, I got Julius Randle. So let's knock off all the Knicks signings real quick. Julius Randle, a four-year, $117 million contract. He gets absolutely paid for the year that he put up uh, last season, becoming a fan favorite, surprise all-star, and just having overall one of the most exciting seasons the Knicks have been able to, Knicks fans have been able to say they've had in quite a long time. I always loved Randle, but this is a lot of money. This is a big chunk of change. I don't think you can win a championship with Julius Randle as your best player. He did no. struggle severely in playoffs. Yes. Um, though he did take a pay cut in order to sign uh, Kemba. So, good for him. Yes. Now, talking about value of contracts, I don't think the Knicks got a great value in this contract with Randle, but the Kemba contract is a completely different story. I think that the league is giving up on Kemba way too quick here. At two years, $18 million, they're getting him on an absolute steal. He was getting max contracts not too long ago. And then he goes so it goes to Boston. Or I never really felt that he fit. Yeah. Boston should have been should be looking for a big guy and they went and got Kemba Walker instead. Did not fit there. Did not stay healthy there. But now, on the Knicks, where he'll have a little bit more freedom, I think this is a great signing for the Knicks. At that value, absolutely worth the price. And I think that might be one of the, potentially one of the best signings of the offseason. He could just keep getting hurt and just fall into obscurity, which would be a shame. But fingers crossed it, for him. Uh, it was only $8 million, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was not that much. It was... Uh, Two years, $18 million, so $9 million. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, no, right. it's still nothing. Um, other signings, though, the Knicks did do. They did re-sign Derrick Rose at three years, 43 mil, which sounds about right. Happy he's getting his bag. And Evan Fournier, four years, $78 million to the Knicks. I think this is a bigger signing for Boston that they did not make that deal. Because Boston, Boston's issue has been a lack of big guys for a few seasons now and they keep getting perimeter players they keep signing perimeter players they signed Kemba Walker and then they go and get Evan Fournier and now they they go and get Dennis Schroeder although this one that last one not as big of a deal because Dennis Schroeder shot himself in the foot and totally <laughs> fumbled an 80 million dollar contract and now he's only getting six yep but yeah, so I think Boston signing Fournier would have been a big mistake at that price. And the Knicks, they're kind of going to be the complete opposite of what the Nets are. Where the Nets are big names, big three, and the Knicks are going to be, we're going to have a whole bunch of players that are all all going to perform and any one of them can step up and take control of the game any given night. So Yeah, I agree with you. I think Knicks fans will be very happy. I don't think the potential for a championship is going to be on this team. But mm -hmm. for second round exit, having some fun out there, 
finally get to watch some good basketball, not too much to complain if you're a Knicks fan. No. All right. Moving down the list, nice, simple one. Danny Green, two years, $20 million to re, uh, remain with the Sixers. Um, I don't think he's worth that anymore. He's old, but he still knows how to how to win. He plays defense. He's a quality 3 and D player, but I think he got way overvalued here. But the exact kind of player that the Sixers need, the experience that they need. But the big question is still Ben Simmons and what are they going to do with him? All the rumors Great. keep pointing towards trade. He doesn't want. Trade him. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't answer phone calls. And same old, same old stuff with Ben Simmons. So trade him. Little signing here, but that's not the big story in Philadelphia. I don't even think there's anything else on here with Philly. Andre. Oh, Drummond that's right. Andre Drummond signed with them to be a backup Which... to Joel Embiid, who had a, they had a very awkward handshake to start. <laughs> Which was kind of odd because of all people to put behind Joel Embiid, Drummond was not my first choice. No, Drummond off, as a six man or coming off the bench just seems weird. He he seems more like the kind of guy who starts and plays twenty minutes. I I don't know, but um, he's just fading. He's just slowly fading away, despite just being a walking double double. But hey, man, yeah. adapt adapt your game or or fade away. So. Yep, that's the truth. To the bench he goes. Um, next up, I got Victor Oladipo returning to Miami on a one-year contract. I didn't even see what the amount was. Uh, I'm sure it was not that much because Oladipo is just straight. Is he going to be healthy? I feel like his window for coming back and being his all being an all-star game is rapidly closing, if not gone already, which is upsetting because he was a very good player. This is just... I mean, it's a good deal if you're Miami. You're just getting a potentially great player at a really cheap, uh, cheap contract, and Old Depot gets to be on a good team, while he is still recovering from the endless string of injuries. The big deal for the Miami Heat, however, was the sign and trade, sending Goran Dragic and Precious something, or his last name is Precious. I forget. I'm sorry, guys, but um. Miami Heat acquire Kyle Lowry to put alongside Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And they also re-signed Duncan Robinson to a five-year $90 million. That seems like a lot to me for, for a three-point specialist. It seems like a lot. Well, I mean, three. they they keep saying that three-point shooting is, is what's hot right now in the NBA. Everybody's trying to get their perimeter shooters, so... I mean, they're not That's wrong. Too crazy. It's just ninety mil, five years. I mean, he does. He bear. I think he has like the highest percentage of points career, like being behind the three point line. Like the dude does not shoot inside the paint whatsoever, unless it's a wide open layup. He's strictly three pointers, but he does a damn good job of shooting them. So, if they wanted their three point guy, I understand making the pay because other teams out there probably would have paid him the same money to do that. So, yeah. It's a lot of money. I think Miami is content with making an attempt, uh, a run with the team that they got, especially with adding Lowry onto the team. Mm-hmm. They lost Dragic, but he was old and pretty much done anyway. So, yeah, good for them. Speaking of a team trying to keep their core together to make a run at championship, the Atlanta Hawks re-signed John Collins to a five-year, $125 million contract. 
and for a lot of rumors going around before that they he, they might trade him or he might sign somewhere else because Atlanta doesn't want to pay him, he stayed there on a pretty damn good deal if you ask me. Twenty five mil a year, I could have seen somebody offering him thirty because he's like a twenty and ten kind of guy, and he had a a great showing in the playoffs this year. I think this is a pretty damn good win for both sides. He got his bag. Atlanta got a good value on him. And they're able to keep that core together that, uh, frankly, I thought they were better than what most people did. And they were even better than that. They got to the conference finals and they upset the Sixers. They lit, you, looking back, uh, Ben Simmons gets traded and his career just goes straight down. You can kind of credit the Atlanta Hawks for ending for ending all the potential superstar talent that Ben Simmons had and through a certain Exposing him, yeah. Yeah, they really did. I could I I could see that, yeah. I I honestly think that Ben Simmons is on his way out. I'm, he can't not have a shot. Sorry. I'm in I, I wanna see him succeed. I, I can't I don't hate him, but I mean, just figure it out, dude. Just make a fucking jump shot. But Either way, somebody who who did figure it out was John Collins. He got his bag. Congrats to him. And now I get to the first signing of the Lakers. So let's go ahead and... Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one more on Miami. They sent Markeith Morris to a one-year deal. Who left the Lakers. Um, Underrated signing. A very underrated signing. Markeith Morris is a fantastic fit for, for a team looking to... who can, Trying to play small ball but he's able to spread the floor, big, tough guy. Uh, I, I like that signing. I think that might be one of the more underrated ones of the of the offseason. Where Mar- where's Marcus playing? Uh, Clippers. Oh, that's right. I yeah. All right, um, now to the Lakers. So the first one I got is Taylor uh, and Horton Tucker signing a three-year, $32 million deal with the Lakers. Um, I'm happy to see it. High energy guy, very young, great defender, your, very your season darling. Look, him and Caruso were our uh, were our fan favorites that we just love to see do really well. We'll talk about Caruso later, but we were able to retain Tucker uh, for just over ten million dollars a year. I get that; that's decent value. It seems like a lot, but there's the potential is absolutely there, so it's totally worth the attempt. And now let's go ahead and speed around through the rest of these signings. I don't think they re-signed anyone else. Uh, no. All right, here we go. Um, speaking of Miami players, Kendrick Nunn signed a two-year, $10 million deal to the Lakers. I think that is maybe the best signing that the Lakers did after acquiring Russell Westbrook. Talk about a guy who can shoot the ball, who is fast, who can handle the ball. And he's going to do a fantastic job. I think he should be coming off the bench. It's You can kind of slide in a whole bunch of players in the starting lineup, but I think he should stay on the bench where he'll be able to get more more of the volume off uh, with the second unit. So potential there is really good. Uh, Malik Monk signed with the Lakers, another fantastic signing. He was doing a great job hitting down the threes last season. Kind of fell behind on a very crowded backcourt with the Hornets. So I'm hoping he's able to get a little bit more out of the Lakers. Might be tough, but a good signing. Otherwise, um, yeah. Wayne Ellington, very similar play, uh, very similar deal. Three and D player. Uh, I don't actually know what his defense is like right now, but uh, three point wise, three point specialist is great. Trevor Reza is a straight three and D player, old as hell. Kent Bazemore, similar thing, just not as long. 
And then Dwight Howard returns to the Lakers to refill his backup center role. I think that was everything. Did I mention Carmelo? No. No. Did not mention Carmelo. What? It's kind of crazy to think if we go back. Because I think. Because Carmelo, Dwight Howard, LeBron are all. Well, they were all in their primes very similar times. And to think that these guys would all be on the same team at one point is kind of crazy. Yeah. But you're you're right. It is kind of crazy. I'm I'm happy to see it though. Um, Carmelo Anthony seems to have found his role at this stage of his career. He did a great job playing his role in Portland. Portland let him go. He did not fit their timeline at all because theirs is getting their team is very much in shambles and question marks as to where they're gonna go. But the Laker like the Lakers are on a straight championship robust at this point. And that's what Carmel Anthony is left to do. So he can come in, he can get some big shots, he can perform in playoffs, and I'm happy to see Carmelo on the Lakers. It's going to be a fun team to watch, most certainly. It is going to be interesting. And I'm, I'm not even a Laker fan, and I'm, I'm interested in watching. But I'm always, I've always kind of been a Carmelo fan, so. It's, it's hard to hate Carmelo. I mean, he kind of screwed his own career up with that. Uh, trade to the Knicks that he had no reason to force through. I will say that was probably the worst decision. Well, let's be done. honest. We we screwed up his career by not drafting him as a Detroit Piston. Facts. So, um, I would be sitting here laughing knowing I witnessed the dynasty if we had done that. So, bastard. Shit, shit happens. Um, Comrade could get his championship, though. It'd be nice to see it. It would. And one of the bigger threats to the Lakers and the uh, in the Western Conference is going to be the Warriors, who I didn't even notice that this happened. Steph Curry signed a four-year, $215 million extension. Uh, maybe I noticed and just didn't – I just kind of just moved past it because no one – It was very under the, under the rug. And it was, it's an extension, so, like, they have them for the next five years, so – yeah. He keeps signing in five-year increments. He'll, they'll have him until he's like 37 or 38 after this. And yeah. d- oh. does anyone really expect him to go anywhere else? I, I don't. He's going to no. he's gonna retire there. They'll make sure right. that. They'll overpay and give up and throw away two years if that's what it takes. Kind of like the Lakers did with Kobe. But, uh, yeah, so he resigned there. Did the Warriors I, – I know the Warriors made another deal somewhere. Hold on. They signed somebody. Where is it? Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. There was maybe somebody, and then I did not even bother to include them. I, for, I forget. Uh, we'll go back around to it if it's there. Um, next up, the Thunder. Shea Gilgris Alexander, five years, $172 million. Damn, that's a big chunk of change. An impressive young player who put up very big numbers last season, but when you're on a team like that, it's very easy to make your stats look really good. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the team's got a million draft picks. They have a whole bunch of money to, to spend. Why not pay, pay the kid. He's played very well. The potential is there to be a fantastic player. Um, when, yeah, it's, it's worth a shot. Why not give, give the kid his back. It's a, it's a lot of money, but it's, they got to retain some kind of talent. He can absolutely be a piece on the championship team. 
We'll see. Um, who else? Uh, oh, so Luka Doncic got his deal. Five-year, $207 million. And Trey Young got the same exact thing to say in Atlanta. Should have mentioned him with John Collins. But, um, yeah, he did. So, Trey Young back to Atlanta. Uh, next up, Norman Powell. Five years, $90 million to the Blazers. So, they traded him for Gary Trent, who we'll get, back, who we'll get to in just a moment. So, five years, $90 million. This is the same deal that Duncan Robinson got with Miami. And they fill similar roles. Norman Powell a little bit more than just a three-point specialist. But more importantly to me, what this does is it makes it very easy for Portland to trade CJ McCollum. Because they don't no. want they don't want to give up Lillard, obviously. No. But they need to make a move somewhere. So you get your replacement shooting guard in Norman Powell for the next five years at good at decent value, because he's been playing very well and improvement year after year. So take your other one, CJ McCollum, who's got a lot of value and flip him and find something else. <clears throat> what that could turn into, I'm not sure, but I think this is a sign. Portland is not willing to throw in the towel on Damian Lillard just yet. So I expect to be see more from the Blazers in the near future. It'll be interesting to watch what they do. Kind of the team's kind of weird to be honest. Yeah, I know it's like on. I had such high hopes for them last season, and they just oh, such a disappointment seeing them lose to Denver without Jamal Murray. That was a big wake up call for the Blazers, especially Lillard. I, th I, I thought that team was so much better, and uh, I guess I was wrong, but um, so what are you gonna do? Getting Norman Powell, they actually traded Gary Trent. And to the Raptors and Gary Trent signed a three-year $54 million deal I guess the Raptors are more interested in signing him uh so young player high exp high expectations for him he was doing a very good job on Portland and on Toronto he is going to get a lot more touches himself so we'll see how that plays out I think they got good value there um, I totally missed earlier when talking about Miami that Jimmy Butler was talking about a four-year, $184 million deal. I don't remember that went through or not, but that is something that was taking place. Um, let's see here. Let's do some bucks real quick. Bobby Portis, two years, $9 million to resign with the bucks. I think that is a very good deal for, for the bucks. He probably could have gotten paid much more somewhere else. So he took a big pay cut to stay with the bucks and they also signed Grayson Allen and Rodney hood. I think Grayson Allen was a trade actually, but uh, a couple more perimeter players. And I mean, the core of that team is pretty much the same. So I'm happy they kept Bobby Portis. Otherwise uh, just more rotational players. And moving on to the next big signing resigning, uh, was Chris Paul four years, $120 million to stay in Phoenix. This was a big question. Does he opt into his $40 million deal or does he decline and take a new one? And I think this is a win with both sides. You kind of take, uh, open up a little bit more money and you reward him for what he was able to do for the Phoenix Suns last season. He did a fantastic job of helping turn that team around and elevate them. And able to get into the finals for the first time in who knows how long. I think since Charles Barkley's era. Yeah, and, and he made the team 
I mean, even though it, it's a team with Booker, he made it an even more interesting team to watch. Yeah, I know I enjoyed it. There's no doubt of his effect on the team, especially for the young guys. So happy he got rewarded, and I'm sure the Suns are going to be just happy. I'm glad to see that he was able to turn his career back because it looked like he was getting ready to be on his way out. Kind of similar with how Westbrook was going, where they just hmm. got these really large contracts and people just saw them as not able to get the job done. So you're just kind of passing around this contract of $40 million a year. But they both found new homes, so good for him. Yeah. Um, next up, TJ McConnell. McConnell. Oh my God, I, f- I didn't put where he went. I'm pretty sure he just resigned with the Pacers. I think it was the Pacers. Yeah, he. Re- okay, yeah, he resigned with the Pacers. Um, average a career best, eight point six points, six assists, and four rebounds. Uh, yeah, we're gonna ignore the stats. He's much better than what his playoffs say. Um, yeah, another a, a solid signing for the Pacers, but again. The big picture for this team is extremely confusing. I'm not sure what their goal is here. They've got a lot of solid players, kind of like the, kind of like a Knicks roster, where they have a lot of great players, but no star players outside of Sabonis. Uh, but I mean, how often does a power forward like Sabonis carry a team to the championship? It's just not going to happen. So, they need help. But at four years, thirty-five million dollars, I think they're just fine having their bench, uh, stacked up with McConnell on it. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be kind of one of those weird, you just got to watch, I guess, see what they do. They are just a, a definition of a treadmill team at this point. They need they, yeah. Something needs to happen there. Um, another signing for the Pacers, Torrey Craig, two years, $10 million. Uh, another decent player off the bench, but not going to change anything major for the team. Decent value, though, so good signing there. Next up. The Utah Jazz. <clears throat> Sorry, I need water. H two will break. All right. Mike Conley, three years, seventy two and a half million dollars to stay in Utah. That's a chunk of change, also. And I was very skeptical of Conley going to Utah in the first place because they were a very young team that had great potential as they showed last season taking the number one seed they still felt like pretenders to me I didn't buy the championship around them yet and my concern with Conley is is the dude gonna stay healthy because that is so much money to be tied up in somebody who's got a very big injury history I mean I understand that he's a great player he had like the tag of the most underrated player in basketball for a very long time but and uh at his age that i'm worried this could be a mistake but i mean it's not the biggest it's not it's not like a 40 million dollar contract but it's still just under 25 mil so um i'm sure they're gonna be just fine running it back though so uh Good for them. Actually, what they did do is they they did sign Rudy Gay to a two-year deal. And I think Rudy Gay is probably one of the more underrated players. He was fantastic in his prime, but he's still a very capable role player. He, was doing, he just kind of flew under the radar on the Spurs, as a lot of players tend to do. But, uh, yeah, Jazz got that. And Hassan Whiteside to back up. Oh, my God. I, missed, I didn't even realize how many trends how many signings they did they got Hassan Whiteside also 
So Hassan Whiteside to back up Gobert and Eric Pascal for a protected second round pick from the Warriors. I believe him and Donovan Mitchell were like uh, best friends growing up or something like that. Like they know they know each other personally, which is fantastic. So very happy to see that for them. Whether it makes them any bit better overall, maybe. We'll see. It's going to come down to a lot of Mike Conley. All right. See where it takes him. All right. Um, let's see. Let's go to the Nuggets. Will Barton, two years, $32 million. This is a similar thing with Conley. A very injury-prone player, but a fantastic player off the bench for them. And they really need him to be at his best in playoffs if they want to be able to take the next step. It's... If he if he if he's healthy and he performs, then it's a great and then it's a great deal at uh a good value, at sixty million per year. Um, another signing they got Jeff Green for two years, ten million dollars. Also adding to their depth with this good. I think they gave up a lot of depth last season from their team before, so they're able to get another couple players on their bench to maintain. I think that'll go a long way for the Nuggets, but they're still a ways away from trying to compete against the Lakers and probably even the Warriors. Um, oh my God, I missed Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel to the next $30 million each, I think for two or three years. But uh, yeah, just more quality players for the Knicks. No one that you want to stash deep on your bench, but anyone who's able to play every single night. So good for them. And the last uh, re-signing jared allen five years 100 million dollars to the Cavs. again who i think were the biggest winner the second biggest winners in the harden trade of course behind brooklyn getting james harden but otherwise jared allen did a fantastic job for the Cavs in the time that he was there and yeah five years 100 million dollars um they got what evan mobley in the uh in the draft who's a big guy also so curious how that's gonna work but it's a good problem to have, I guess. All right. How much did Nerlens Noel get again? I think it was thirty million dollars for two or three years. I believe it. I want to say three years. Hmm. I think they signed a few of those mid. Uh, yeah, like those three-year contracts. All right. So we did a lot of the resignings. I covered most of the other contracts that took place so we still got a handful more uh we talked about dennis schroeder totally missed justice winslow going to the clippers under a two-year contract i don't know what the money is but again somebody who's see, was seen as a player who had good potential but then he got swapped for Angwe andre inguadala at some point so um i think people the window is closing pretty quick but you know you never know when you get onto a team that's able to compete they won't do it next year without Kawhi Leonard, but, you know, that's just more opportunity for him to show what he's got. Speaking of somebody with an opportunity, Spencer Dinwiddie, three years, $62 million to go to the Wizards. Uh, if you're the Wizards, I they did an amazing job turning John Wall into Westbrook and then into Dinwiddie, Kuzma, Harrell, and a, and a pick. Um, honestly, it's a crazy flip that they did for someone that was 
coming off of two major injuries on, on a crazy bad contract. And now they're able to get Spencer Dinwiddie for three years, 62 mil, put him alongside Beal. I don't think the Wizards are looking to trade Beal anymore. I think they've made some good signings. There's some potential there. And I think they're just going to make a run for it. Beal is hard to give up. But I still think they should. Because I don't think they're winning with him. Free my boy. But that's a good signing. It'd be such a waste, though. Why not move him and get pieces that you can build something later on? That's the thing. Because, like, they've got those pieces. They've got a few of those pieces. So... I mean, if I mean, if you're the Wizards, you just want to make playoffs and just be like, "Hey, we're not a laughing stock. We're not the, we're not the Sacramento Kings who have all this talent but can't perform anywhere, get into the damn playoffs." And um, they just won't let go, and they just don't want to get Bradley Beal. I think they should. The window's still there. On, I mean, eff it, give him to fucking Philly and take Ben Simmons and hope he turns into something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird. It's a really weird spot. I don't know. It's just. A- it's yeah, it's just strange. You, you you don't know sometimes with these teams. I don't get yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, Dinwiddie three years, sixty two mil coming off his injury. Hopefully he comes back nice and strong. Um, let's knock out a couple signings for the Hornets. They signed Kelly Oubre Jr. It's a two year, twenty five mil. He was on the Warriors last season, did fairly well. Uh, I believe he was on the Suns the year before that, and they dropped him when they were able to get Chris Paul instead. So he's kind of get he's kind of jumping around teams, but I mean he's your quality eighteen point per game capable scorer and uh, Hornets got a lot going on on that team between Lamelo, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, and all that stuff. They gave up Devonte Graham, who we'll talk to in a, in a moment. Um, yeah, I mean Hornets did surprisingly well last season, and we'll see. They also signed Ish Smith off their bench which will be good for them. I think somebody who's been uh, very underrated for a few years now in this league. Uh, I think it's just because he's small, but I think he's a good, I think that's a good signing for the Hornets to have him back up, but Hornets are still going to be the Hornets at the end of the day. We'll see if anything different yeah. happens. Um, I have a Joe Michael Green here. I didn't put the team that he went to. What the hell is the matter of thing? Let me Google that real quick. Joe Michael Green is going to the Nuggets. Okay, he resigned with the Nuggets. Okay, that's whatever. Uh, here we go. Devontae Graham just mentioned him. He's going to the Pelicans on a four-year, forty-seven million dollar deal. This is a really good signing for the Pelicans, if you ask me. They've needed something in the backcourt, especially with the departure of Lonzo Ball, and now they've got someone who did a really good job for the Hornets. He was on the Hornets, right? I'm not getting I'm not getting him confused with anybody. It's late, alright. Just give me a break. Oh yeah. How does it yeah, he was a Hornets, yeah. Um yeah, I think that's a great signing for the Pelicans. I think he's gonna have a fun time there with Zion and Ingram in the paint. And I'm looking to see him expand his role. Okay, here we go. We finally got someone from Detroit. Uh, they signed Kelly Yay. Olenek. Three years, $37 million. <laughs> um, I I shit on this deal when I first saw it. Because they, they traded down in the draft to get rid of Mason Plumley and dump his contract. It was a straight salary dump. 
and I was just curious what they're gonna do with it, and they fucking signed Kelly Olenek. Um, is that worth dropping 20 spots in the draft? I don't think so. This is... I don't know. I don't understand it either, and... I mean, I guess it's... I don't know. He gets, I, I'm not very high on Kelly Olenek, but... He can it, spread the floor, I guess, but I mean, uh, he's just for—he's just so forgetful to me. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe being on a new team, a new young team like this, it'll—it'll it'll change things. But we won't know until we see it. So. Well, he got three years of him, so enjoy him. God damn it. Um, let's see. Doug McDermott, three years, forty-two million dollars to the Spurs. I'm not sure what the Spurs' long-term plan is here, but that's a decent signing for someone. Like McDermott, quality shooter, still 29 years old. So yeah, Doug McDermott, three years, $42 million to the Spurs. If someone's going to get anything out of what's left of that guy, it'll be uh, Popovich. But again, Spurs are kind of a boring team to really pay attention to unless you uh, unless they're competing. So we'll move past that. Um, Here, all right, sorry. The, la- the, big one, the last big team that signed a whole bunch of stuff, uh, the Chicago Bulls. They got DeMar DeRozan and then extended him three years, 85 mil. Uh, they sent Thaddeus Young, Alfred Camino, and a couple second-round picks away. And then they also were able to sign Lonzo Ball to four years, 85 mil. And Alex Caruso, four years, 37 mil. Holy crap. All right. <clears throat> if you're Chicago, I think you're fine with this. It's gonna Which make the one? it's all all of them. It's gonna really. Yeah. I think the DeRozan one was a little overpaid. Uh, I like. The, here's my issue with it though: is their lineup is now gonna involve Vucevic, Levine, Lonzo, and Demar Derozan. Guys, there's only one ball on the court, and if you really want to get the most out of these guys, someone has to go to the bench. And if you ask me, it has to be Demar Derozan. I think you, I think you put DeRozan on your bench. You play him thirty minutes. Um, you get him some time against the second unit against some teams. He puts out some some great numbers. I think that is the way they should go. I don't think they should be stuffing everyone to the starting lineup. Uh, Caruso at four years, thirty seven mil. Oh, as a Lakers fan, it hurts to see him go. But dude, I'm not paying Caruso thirty seven million dollars. Another one that I didn't He's a great player. A lot of his value came with how great he and LeBron meshed. They were probably one of the, I think, statistically one of the best duos in the league. They went together so well. But I don't think he's worth this kind of money because he is still a six-point-per-game player. He does not score a lot. His shooting can be very inconsistent. But if you're looking for energy, defense, and off-the-ball movement, then Caruso's your guy. So, um bulls i'm sure are content with making that signing lonzo four years 85 mil i've been a lonzo fan since the beginning since he came into the league on the lakers his his shot has improved his defense has always been top tier his passing's great there's a lot of upside if you're a team like chicago that really needed a point guard Sure. If you're 
a bad team just trying to make a signing just because I think that would have been a huge mistake. I think Chicago is one of the few teams that can justify paying them $21 plus million per year. I don't know either, but again, I'm still stuck on the the terrible DeRozan and Caruso deals. We'll, we'll see. I mean, Chicago Chicago's will probably be a playoff team next year. I I really just think it's going to come down to how they're going to play together with uh with all those players who all need the ball in their hands to make the best out of themselves. Just put Demar Derozan off the bench, and then I think you're good. Uh, so yeah, yeah we'll see. that's I mean, um, that's Chicago. Oh my god! I'll be the first to tell you. Um, all right, down to our final one, and then one that one more quick story. Uh, Daniel Tice, four years, thirty-seven million dollars at Houston. Uh, sure, why the hell not? And the last thing, this is not a signing, but Lamarcus Aldridge did say he is open to a return if he can get cleared by the doctors so it sounds like he's not done quite yet i don't think he was ready to retire playing wise just because he left the spurs he was going to take a lesser role on the nets do would they resign him they probably would if you signed there the first time why wouldn't you do it again uh i still think a team like boston should really pursue him who needs a big guy who can spread the floor because he's got a fantastic mid-range jumper. Um, again, he is on the older side, and the health is going to be a concern because, you know, those blood lots, man, you... Uh, I think it was the blood lot. Whatever it was, it was something... It's something dangerous, so if you get one more sign of that, then get the hell out. It's not worth it. Um, but I think he, he can absolutely find a role on a team and make a big difference for any kind of contender but yeah hopefully he's healthy enough to come back and wow we made it through all of those signings any final thoughts that took way longer than i expected Um, the caruso deal is he get he got overpaid derosa got overpaid olenic got overpaid and there's another one I complain about. What's your best signing? I think Kemba to the Knicks. I want to say the same thing too. I think the value there is so good. I I think like the 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 risk, like the yeah the risk the risk is somewhat low versus the reward, which is somewhat high. If that makes sense. You could be getting a potential all. Aust- star caliber talent for less than $10 million a year. And that seems just kind of silly. Yeah. And him with Derek Rose, Evan Fournier, you know, Randall, all Randall, Nerlens Noel, Burks. There's, uh, we didn't even mention RJ Barrett. I mean, he's still, he's, uh, only on his what second or third year, but, uh, first or second or third, whatever. Um, but yeah, he's on that team too. So they've got a deep team. It's just, uh, I think they still need their superstar if they want to make a run at a championship. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you. 